everybody. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the hottest and most favorite sports podcast to listen to. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. <laughs> Barber Shop Sports, baby. We are coming at you straight off script, giving you that brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Go ahead, pull up a chair and let's chop it up. Absolutely. We got a great show today. We're going to have to chop up what's happening in the NBA. Hey, D, my man, you ready for this? Let's get into it. All right, now check this out. We, we know about the trade with the Knicks and uh, Toronto. Toronto Raptors, but let's chop that thing up just a little bit more. All right, here's the recap. The Toronto Raptors received R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second round draft pick from the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks received O.J. Anjanobi, Precious Anachua, and Malachi Flynn. Now, who won this trade? Um, From a standpoint, in two different situations, they both won. In two different scenarios, the Raptors got uh, when their rebuild situation continent that they're in, with Pascal still being their main guy, they went and got two guys to add around him versus just having one in OG on and over. Um, now the Knicks got them a wing player that they can depend on to defend and also knock down timely shots, which is something that they need if they're going to make a run in the playoffs. So I like the trade for both teams, especially the Raptors. Just the fact that they could get an Emmanuel quickly and it's it's still a young career for R.J. Barrett. He can still turn around. He still shows flashes sometimes. He It's a lot to – and, you know, just being back in your hometown, uh, he's a Canada kid, said he grew up a Toronto fan. Things like that do play a factor. Uh, he'll probably feel like a new – he'll probably feel a new life. You know, uh, it'll be brought to his game, especially getting out of that New York media. It'll be a lot quieter out there in Toronto. I got you. Uh, why do you feel that the trade happened like like now? Why do you feel that at this point in time that this trade took place? It, it, was it time for for you know some newness to come through? Yeah, the Knicks just understood where they that they needed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They was one of those teams that needed a little bit more pieces around uh, that Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle dynamic that they got out there. They and this is that they needed a, a wing defender, somebody who can go out there and guard the other team's best wing players. I got you. Now, listen, when they taking each of them made their debut and everything, we're going to look at that real closely right quick. So on the debut uh, with R.J. Barrett um, and quickly what they made, they took and they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, 124 to 121. R.J. Barrett gave him 19 and quickly gave him 14. And uh, Pascal Siakam, he had 36, man. So he really had like a huge game at that point in time. But it's the really it's the hidden gem in this whole thing, Emmanuel, quickly, because I do feel kind Kind of like the New York Knicks underutilized him. Yeah, I think he's the biggest piece in that trade for the Raptors. I think he'll be the most significant piece for them. Um, and then it was just that getting Jalen, who is a a minute, it's a minute clog at that guard position out there in New York. Going to Toronto, it'll kind of give him more freedom to do his thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, on the debut of of, of OG Anjanobi, right? He took in uh, the Knicks beat the the T Wolves that night, one twelve uh, to one hundred six. Julius Randle he had a huge night that night with thirty nine. Okay, OG backed him up with the second leading score with seventeen points. Uh, are these are, are these players? Uh, Pascal Siakam and Julius Randle trying trying to reestablish themselves as, hey, this is my team. I know I see y'all coming, but it, it's still my team that I'm, I'm kind of running with. Uh, I think Pascal is no question whose team it is out there in Toronto. Uh, the thing with Julius, I don't know if he's trying to say it's his team, but I think he wants to solidify that he is a legit second option out there. Because I think by now, it's J- we all know it's Jalen Brunson. It's Jalen Brunson show. Right. Out there in New York. And that's just the way it should be because he, he is y'all's best player. Um, I think he just wants to show, like, I am a valuable option. Right. Exactly. I feel you on that. Okay. We're going to take and chop it up a little bit more with a couple of games that was played since that trade. But before we well, before we get there, uh, let's talk about these Charlotte Hornets for a second, man. They was on an 11-game losing streak and finally snapped it against uh, the Sacramento Kings, which is a game that I didn't think they was going to snap the, you know, the streak against. But the Hornets won 111-104. to 104. Now, we had talked uh, a 
about this before and everything, and I really want to know your, your, your thought process about this. Uh, how, how long, we know who Steve Clifford is, who he is and what he represents, but how long is he going to ride this wave of a LaMelo ball in here, he injured, man, we might win, we might lose, or whatever the situation is, and how much longer should management put up with it? Um, It's a thing of... Like I said before, I know it's not excusable. With with this roster, it is really the the case that we're in. It's the it's just the at the end of the day, it's just the facts of the matter. It's just the facts of the matter. We without Lamelo, and then you, we're Brandon Miller's missing games now again. Like without these guys, we don't have much to work with. We're we're starting uh, Caleb Martin in games. Like that's not ideal situation. Bryce McGowan's who who hasn't played meaningful minutes since he's gotten into the league. So it's it's hard to imagine us picking up a lot of games with this roster the way it's established. Once you do miss out on LaMelo, you're missing a Brandon Miller. Gordon Haywood, I think, didn't play. Like, you were missing a lot and for a team that doesn't have a lot. So what, all right, so why is P.J. Washington still coming off the bench? I have no idea. That part I could not answer you. Um... I always thought that he should have been the starter next to Miles and uh, Mark Williams. And Mark Williams is still down. So it's, I don't understand that part, and that's just the coaching. That's just coaching. Okay, how about this here? The taking. So the Hornets play in Chicago tonight, right? What do you expect to happen to this game? And uh, give me a starting lineup on that needs to be put together that's going to give them the best opportunity to win. Because uh, we know about uh, – you know, uh, uh, Terry Rozier, we know about him. We know about Miles Bridges. In fact, you know, that last game, Terry dropped 34, Miles Bridges 27, and everybody else seemed like they kind of watched what happened. P.J. had 17 off the bench. In order for the Hornets to win tonight, you tell me what that lineup need to look like and uh, what you think it's going to end up being. So it won't. We know LaMelo won't be playing. No right. Gordon Hayward, no Mark Williams. So it limits you again. Mm-hmm. Um, now I gotta see if Brandon Miller comes back because he didn't miss last game. But if he if he's not on the report, so I'll go Terry, Brandon, uh, Miles, PJ, and Nick Richards. I guess at center because we're thin at that position. We don't really have too much. But I think that's your best opportunity to come out and compete early and not get behind, not allow yourselves to get behind. Um, how, how much longer uh, can we expect Lamelo to be out? Because he keep re-injuring the same yeah, ankle, don't he? Ankle is a problem, and I think he needs to go talk to Steph Curry's doctors. Right, because you exactly early on in his career and everything, Curry had the same injury multiple times, and it, and, and they finally figured out that it moved all up into his his core because that's it, the base. Yeah, it's the base of everything. Right. So yeah, you need to go talk to Steph Curry's doctors. Whatever ankle braces they they um, suggested for him, you need to look into that because it's becoming a serious problem. Right. It's becoming a serious problem, and we can't keep. I love you, Amelo. I want you to be a Hornet for life. You're one of those guys. But it comes to a point where the risk reward factor is becoming too great. It's becoming too great. Um, yeah, with especially because when you're healthy, we're not winning either. Let's just call a spade a spade. Um, even when you're healthy, we're not winning. So the fact that you're missing a lot of games and setting us back even further. It's becoming a problem. Right, yeah. And, and you know, I, and I can uh, clearly see that. Uh, you know, he, he did get signed to Max Deal and everything, and, and, and so something does have to change, and um, we do need some adjustments uh, to t- kind of, like you say, to take place. Uh, but like you say, once he's reinserted into the lineup, once Brandon Miller comes back, okay, and we get these parts back together and everything, what can you expect from him going forward? I do like the young talent that we've acquired Mm -hmm. as far as LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges being back, Mark Williams. I do like these. I think it's a solid foundation of something to build on going forward. With them back, I think winning games is a stretch. It's it's just because of how long this has been going on and seeing Steve Clifford inability to put the right players on the floor. I think we do play some exciting basketball when they come back, though. I think a lot of games become closer. We look a lot more competitive. And we already know LaMelo's going to bring the, the, the fun to the game anyway. I just want to see something to look forward for, whether it's Brandon Miller becoming a, a, a shot creator, 
whether it's Miles Bridges becoming more efficient in his 20-point scoring nights, uh, Mark Williams coming back and staying healthy and finishing strong with double-double, you know, averaging 10 and 10 for the rest of the season. I want to see LaMelo come back and stay healthy, give me a 20 and 8, you know, something something to look forward to, give us hope as a roster. Right. Okay. So when you look at everything that's going on, because we like to see both sides of the coin and the whole entire picture, is Steve Clifford on the hot seat as far as the hedge coach is concerned? Because right now he don't act like he is. Uh, he's uh, maybe he's trying to ignore it. But is he on the hot seat, man? As far as continuing to be the head coach for the Charlotte Hornets, man? Because we wants to win. Yeah, I don't see how he, I don't see how he's not. I don't see how he's not. You, you you're coming out and not even putting up fights in most of these games. Yeah, I, I don't see how you're not on the hot seat. I got you. I got you. So, we, you know, we're going to definitely uh, keep a real close eye on that and kind of figure out where that's going. Check this out. So, the Detroit Pistons, uh, moving on, had, was like, what, a 28-game losing streak? All right, they finally was able to break that streak uh, against uh, the Raptors. Uh, they won that game 129-127. Uh, to 127. Uh, In that particular game, uh, the, taking, the whole starting lineup for the Detroit Pistons was in double digits. And, and, and K. Cunningham, he was doing everything that he usually do these, uh, you know, each game anyway. He had 30 points, 12 assists, double-double. Uh, so I guess they finally listened to the podcast and Monty Williams understood that you cannot continue to play a new team in a old system. Chop it up and tell me how you feel. Um, Happy for the win. I am happy, but y'all guys squeaked one out. Mm-hmm. You guys squeaked one out. Um, It's, it's tough, man. <laughs> it gotta be tough. It, it took a 16-point game from Alec Burks off your bench, which you can't count on every night. Right. So, you know, your star lineup did play great. They did have a great game. K. Cunningham is, he's doing what he can. He's doing the best he can in this situation. Um, I don't know, man. Y'all got to figure something out. I think a key part of this is a story of Thompson learning, becoming a more offensive threat because it is limiting his play time. Yeah. Well, you remember coming in and everything because we kind of had that discussion. You was like, he was a utility player from the start. So you kind of asked him to change who he kind of is, man. But do you feel that's 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 where it needs to take a start? Yeah, because it's hard to play you when you're not giving us anything on that side of the ball. Right. Now, I do get the rebounds. I do get the blocks. I do get the – like, he can do a lot. But at the end of the day, we need to put the ball in the basket. We need to put the ball in the basket. And you're – and it's not even like you're struggling to. You just haven't even you haven't shown the ability to do it. Right, right. I got you. So I'm kind of hoping that, that that's you know they can kind of finally you know pull it together because we already said it's a young team. Uh, so it's a lot of growing to do and everything. So um, and I don't even know if it's the time to even ask that or not because of what's already kind of took in place. But it's Monty Williams to coach for that team. No. Yeah. No. It, it, first off, it took too long for you to realize that you had Jay and Ivy on your bench playing Killian Hayes. It, it, like, things like that is just inacceptable. Like, it, it just, you don't even know what you got in your own locker room. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that seat, too, then. That's another coaching hot seat that we need to look at. Hey, we got some more games that was played, and I want to know how you feel about them. Listen, it's Ice Trey back. The Hawks beat the OKC, and I know how much you like OKC and SAG. Uh, the Hawks beat the Thunder 141 to 138. All right. So when you look at that game and everything, uh, what did you have? You taking Trey Young had twenty four, JJ twenty eight, and uh, D Murray twenty two. Uh, are they are they starting to get it together? Um, it's hard to say because uh, they can do things like this. Now I think something that is I think something that's exciting for them are gives them hope is uh, Jalen Johnson's play. Mm-hmm. He's something that they need on that team. An energy. Rim running wing, you know that long body type guy. They need that. They haven't had that since John Collins, and I mean when John Collins was John Collins, right? Like when they was going on them runs, John Collins was a big part of that. He was a big part of that, catching the lobs, hitting timely threes. He was a big part of that. So having somebody like him on the team now, and he's coming into his own, he's getting more comfortable. I think that'll help them, but. Five games under five hundred. It's, it's. We know how basketball is. Mm-hmm. It, it could go either way. You guys can lose a couple more, and it can slip out of your hands. Or you could put together a nice little win streak. 
it's just going I got to see it more consistently from everybody on the team. Right. And, you know, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, it kind of seems like um, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, they'll uh, uh, just slide up under the radar for a second, and then once they slide up under the radar for a second, you see that they're in a play-in game or they're right there one or two games from actually, like, shaking up some things when it comes to playoff time. Do you feel that that's going to happen again? Because it seems like we don't really think about them until closer to, you know, uh, uh, postseason. Yeah. Um, I think they do end up getting into, that, into the play-ins. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're – Trajectory is aiming towards now. Um, and then having a guy like Trey Young on your team, y'all are dangerous in any situation, especially in that first play-in situation where it's one game, you know, round wobbling, however they call it. But I think in those situations, they are dangerous. Right. Now, when you think about OKC, and I know how much you like SGA's, you know, Alexander, his play and everything. He had 33 points this night, and it seemed to me like he flying a little bit under the radar, man. But, uh, listen, the Thunder's 23 and 10. Yeah. Uh, and so, listen, you, you cannot not – you can't ignore his play. Uh, I think he should be in early conversations of MVP. Okay. They might have MVP and rookie of the year on the same team. Um, just because he is just dynamic in what he does – and especially for that team. You take him out of that lineup, they look completely different. They they would look completely different. Um, and it's just the way they built this team, man, is crazy. Uh they they go get an SGA for a Paul George and everybody's like, What? What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Um, they bring in Chris Paul for a year. Give him a great mentor. You 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 stockpile draft picks. Um you get the two, you go get Chet home. The, the everybody, you know, everybody was focused on the Victor Winbenyama coming out. Chet Holmgren is is right there up on in that alien realm of what are we watching? Right. Um, it, they do that. They go and then they pick players like Jalen Williams. Um, they go get Josh Giddy, who's up. You got two point guards pretty much on the floor. Now, Josh got to get that shot consistent. But what he can do as far as that triple threat, like he pass, rebound, score, like he can do that. Um, I just like everything that they've done. And they still, they're, I want to say second in the West, they're projected to have two lottery picks next year. Right, right. So yeah. it's only going to keep, it's only just keep mounting and mounting. They're, that front office is really putting them in position to, Competing now, and I think is they're ahead of schedule because mm-hmm. they're competing now, and I don't think they they even saw this coming. But they're going to be able to compete five, ten years from now as well. And you know, whenever it comes to a team and everything, that's really a contender or really can make some noise like what they're doing right now, you got to have some play off the bench. And it seemed like the bench is helping them out as well and giving them starters a rest so they can stay fresh, so they can win these games and knock these shots down. Yeah, they're deep. They're a deep team, and, and it's a now they are a younger deep team, but these young guys come in with energy and they just play the game. Like, you know, they, they and it's not, they don't have a lot of pressure on because you're not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be top three seeds in the West right now. So y'all just go out there and play kind of without that weight on your shoulders of that expectations of if you did play for the Lakers. Right. <laughs> I feel you on that, man. Now, check this out. So, the, the Pelicans, right? The Pelicans beat the T-Wolves 117 to 106. The Pelicans right now are sitting at 21 and 4. T-Wolves 24 and 9. But listen, what I want to talk to you about is, is, is Zion. He had 27 points this night. Actually, leading score for the team. B. Ingram, he had 19. Okay? McCollum, he had 24. That's great. Uh, so, uh, they're, they're not a bad team. Is uh, Zion uh, finally uh, kind of figured this thing out, accepting his new role, uh, because right now it seems like the Pelicans might be kind of sneaky good. Seven games over five hundred. Um, that roster is, you know, that roster is good. They got, they, they got uh CJ become Brandon Mink, uh, Zion. They got players like it's not. That's not the question. Um, Herb Jones, I love Herb Jones down there, who's a vet. You know. He's been around the league for some years now. You go down the bench. I like Najee Marshall, Larry Nance Jr. They got play Jose Alvarado, GTA man, even Jordan Hawkins, the rookie. He's came out and shown a, he's shown some great flashes early on. It's not. I think it's figuring out how to let these two guys play their game, but make it gel. And those two guys is Bi and Zion. 
Bion's a scorer. He's not a facilitator. He's not a, you know, he's a scorer. He's a, I'm coming to put the ball in the basket. Zion's a bully. Bully ball all day. That's, that's his MO. That's what he do. bully without the ball. Right. <laughs> you can't play bully ball without the ball. <laughs> so it, it's it, it's just a you gotta figure out how to. And this was fifteen shots from Zion, eleven from. This is the way you guys gotta get it going. Not somebody chucking up thirty and Zion sitting there with six. Right. It's not gonna work. You guys are. You guys have a team to where you can get away with. 2020, 20, 20. You, you guys can do that. But it seemed to me like the, the starting five is doing the heavy lifting because they're not getting a whole bunch of uh, help off the bench and everything with eight, seven, and eight. You know what I mean? So that, so it seemed like that starting four has to uh, do a lot of the work. So what do you think? What's the key to this? Um, Their, their bench is more come in and give us spare minutes, mm-hmm. not really come in and give us double digits. It's come in and play good defense, uh, give us some transition, knock down open shots. That's what it is for them. Um, I don't see how that works in the playoffs or how far that gets you in the playoffs. Uh, somebody, but I do think they still have some people who can score. Like, Jordan Hawkins has shown he can score. Kira Lewis Jr., I still I like him as a backup point. He's just out right now. Um, I think they got some things off the bench. It's just going to be can they make it consistent. Right, right, and you know we definitely gonna have to keep an eye on that. Now we, just, we, you know, early on in the show and everything, we talked about this trade and everything with the Raptors and uh, and who they acquired with RJ Barrett quickly and P, uh, Pascal. You know, Siakam he was already there anyway. Uh, but the Raptors uh, beat uh, degree is one sixteen to one eleven. Now check out this uh, this stat line, man. Uh, so RJ Barrett gave him fourteen, Pascal Siakam gave him twenty four. But this is what I like. Quickly gave them twenty six. The X factor. You think you, you think they're gonna uh, take it or, like make some noise, man? Because they they feel like, hey, I think we got something here. Um, it was I. I gotta see this thing for more than two, three games. Okay. Now I do like the setup because it reminds me a lot of that Fran Van Vliet type team that they had. Now they don't got a Kawhi, but they do got Scotty Barnes, who I think. Is he's kind of now slipping back up under that radar of not really being talked about. He's a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. Heck of a player. Um, can do a lot. And don't let him. Don't let him get a jump shot on him. Yeah, he had twenty this night. You know, don't let him get a jump shot, a consistent jump shot on him, because then he's really gonna be a problem. But now having an Emmanuel quickly at the point, um, is gonna change just the whole way you guys run you off the pace of it. Everything's about to change. Um, and now you got a legit scoring threat at that. They had Dennis Schroeder, serviceable, right? Yeah, serviceable. Gave him sixteen, but it's just gonna change the the way they have to defend your team. Emmanuel quickly, it's in his name. That first step is crazy. He he can attack the basket. Um, he can like he can get hot from three too. So it's gonna open up a lot for them. And then R.J. Barrett. Like I said, he's shown flashes. We know what he is capable of doing. It's just the night in, night out basis. Can he do that for you guys? Right. Okay. So let's think. Let's think about the, the, the Grizz for a minute, man. The Memphis Grizzlies and everything. And uh, let's think about you know who John Morant. Okay, he had twenty eight this night. <clears throat> and when he first came back, you know, after his little absence, you know, they won about a couple of games, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, now it's things kind of falling back down to earth, and you know, it's just like great to see. But Memphis ain't really gonna go nowhere. Because, uh, you know. Yeah. um, Because Jay, uh, Jay Jackson Jr. gave him 24. D-Bane, 22. Morant gave him 28. They still lost by five. So, it's I'm trying to think of it. They don't have that energy no more. Um, They don't have that, oh, we fine in the West type attitude to them anymore. I think that won them a lot of games. Just the way they came in. You remember everybody, the Heatles, when they was the villain. Mm-hmm. But when they accepted the fact that they was the villains, how that whole thing changed. It wasn't. It wasn't no more. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the bad guy. No, I'm the bad guy. Fine. We gonna come out here and crush everybody then. Right. When they had that attitude last year, it didn't matter who you lined up against us. We gonna come out here and y'all don't like us anyway. So now it's more of y'all backed up against the wall. Uh, y'all got smacked around. You, you know, y'all was the y'all was the little kids in the playground getting bullied. Y'all was getting pushed around at the beginning of the season. 
Now you can't really chirp the way y'all used to. You, you can't chirp because who you chirping to? Right. Um, and it's like, where's who's gonna step up really beside Ja? Who's gonna be that? I got his back. I got his back. Um, I do like Jaron Jackson. I do like Desmond Bain, but they they're one of those. They're inconsistent too. They're not a Jaron Jackson's completely. I don't know. He looks completely different to me this year. He does not look like the de- defensive player of the year from last year. Um, and he didn't look like it in the USA game, uh, you know, in the, in the World Cup either. He didn't look like the defensive player of the year there. So I don't know if it was – like I say, I, I honestly think it was just the way they approached the game last year benefited them a lot. And with that Marcus uh, Smart trade, you didn't expect any kind of really true offensive production for it. He's more of a ball distributor and a defensive player of the year type guy. Oh yeah, I don't think he he shouldn't. I don't. I don't even know why he's taking five threes. Mm-hmm. Like that's, but that's not. Yeah, y'all didn't bring him there for that. But I didn't. I didn't understand it anyway because y'all need another offensive threat, not another defender. And it's a smaller defender too. It's, he's not. He probably can guard. Threes, and, but it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. You don't want him guarding LeBron, right? So, do you think Memphis Grizzlies play in? No, no. Okay, all right, that's cool. Now, now the the, the Knicks are, they're still winning. Uh, the Knicks beat the Bulls this night, one sixteen uh, to one hundred. Now, when you look at this, Julius Randle had another magnificent night, man. I mean, uh, for some reason, it looked like somebody done flipped the switch. He had 35, OG had 11, Brunson had 31. You know, he's still doing what he do anyway and everything. So, when you look at that, uh, do they have their one, two, three? Yeah, for, for right now, that's definitely the situation. And that's what I said. Julius Randle's trying to put that stamp like, for sure, I'm two. I'm two. And, and when he's not hot, I'm one. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's trying to do, um, and it's working right now. So, so I guess we're going to keep an eye on it and everything. But how much noise are they going to actually make, man? How, what do you see them dropping, or what do you see them coming in when it comes to you know closer to that time of the year? Um, I think they do get up to that sixth area. Mm-hmm. Um, now what they do in the playoffs, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We got to see how they match up. Uh, some. In some situations, I can see them going second round. Others, I can see them losing and, you know, getting maybe getting swept in the first. It's just, they they don't give, they haven't established enough confidence in me and them right. to bet. I'd rather bet against them than for them mm-hmm. at this point just because. They're more consistent being inconsistent yeah, right now, even with the trade. Pretty much. Um, and I, like I said, I got to see OG more in this roster, mm-hmm. uh, see how he fits. But early on, it looks like it's going to be a great fit for him. Right. He doesn't have to come in and score. He can focus on playing D. And make it do what it do. I got you. Now, listen. Now, you know uh, this next game we're about to chop up and everything. When it comes to the Clippers, okay, you, you know how it goes and everything. Everybody know how it go. When James Harden first got there, it was just a – we didn't nobody know nothing about nothing as far as how this thing was going to mesh and kind of like come together. All right? It took them a little bit of time, as they say. And then once it took a little bit of time, they had like a seven, eight, nine-game win streak, okay? Then they dropped one, dropped two, then they got back on track. All right, well, this night and everything, the Clippers uh, beat the Phoenix Suns 131 to one. 22. Here's my question. So is the Clippers not a team to beat? Um, in the playoffs? Yeah. I would I still think it's that Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. Just because of what the Joker can do to you. But it's I don't see anybody matching up with these guys for for a seven game series. Just because they can do too much. So you think that they're, they're going to basically going to be the team to beat right now, like you said, because of it looked to me like they finally meshed in to put it together. Man, Kawhi Leonard had thirty, Paul George thirty three, James Harden twenty two. Okay, then you had a little bit of production off the bench. Man had twelve, Powell had thirteen. So, uh, so you know, so now what has done changed from uh, the Lakers house to the Clippers house? Oh yeah, they 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 got it. 
<laughs> I know it. that I know that kind of hurts you a little they bit. They got it right now, man. It's only because they changed the name to crypto. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's not let's not go too far with this thing and everything because it don't look like KD played that night. And Devin Booker, he Devin Booker, he had thirty five. Okay, Eric Gordon backed him up with sixteen. Bradley Bill is back though. That's what I want to talk to you about. That he dropped twenty one on him. So I'm hoping that he stay healthy, man. Because but you know it's like they have had not had a whole lot of time on all of the people that they need to be playing at the playing at the same time. Yeah. And I think we got, what, one game of seeing everybody on the court together. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Bill, that was his first game back. He was struggling. Mm-hmm. He's still – he's not shooting efficient. He's he's getting up his shots, though. You can tell he's trying to get back into it. He's getting up his shots. Um, we just got to see that full product on the floor. We know that's a – Every single one of them will walk in 30-piece. Right, right. Uh, so it's just getting them healthy and getting them all back playing. you you got to be excited about what they can do. It's just we haven't gotten a chance to see it. Guess who showed up? Bobo. He had 14 this night, man. I know you like him. He man. had old flush. He had old posterization the other they day. They started playing him, man. Yeah. I want more of him. He got 19 minutes that night, man. I need I need to see some more from him. Listen, he about, he, ain't he about as tall as, as, as uh, Wimby? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hey, listen. He, at least he can, like, swat these things out from in front of the basket and everything and play defense and give him, give him an opportunity to Just make it do it. Just stand down there. <laughs> Just stand down. Man, you can't. Five for seven, two for two from three. Like you, what? Yeah. And he full taking it full. Same thing, y'all on and on about with Victor. Y'all got it sitting on y'all bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it looked to me like the coaches need to look down their roster and everything a little bit more deeper than and the, the, the first. Who you got? Exactly. And then play them boys. Come on, Frank Vogel. Come on, let's do make it do what it do. Okay. Listen. Now check this out. Now I, I, I know we, we're gonna have to talk about this thing because it's just trouble in paradise and it's all it is to it and everything. But when you think about the Lakers. They supposed to win. That's just all it is, man. But listen, it, now they lost this game against the Miami Heat, one ten to ninety six. It just seemed like to me, cause you know how we like to eye test. They just let they they took their foot off the gas and put the car in park, man. Because now they, it's like they don't know how to win no more. And they, you know now they're taking a what one game below five hundred. All right, seventeen eighteen. Okay, and then the thing that I don't get. Is in 38 minutes, LeBron James only get 12 points and Cam Reddish don't give you none? What we doing? And it looked like Austin Reeves has been introduced back into the starting lineup. He had 24 this night. AD had 29. But, man, they look miserable. Man, um, Darvin Ham, I think, has lost this team. When did it happen and, and why? The, the, the pulling plugs. The pulling plugs and not really... It's not really giving a direction. Now, what I seen from it, I thought you was going defensive when you did the the starting Jared Vanderbilt starting. Cam we Rick. discussed that. Remember I that we was, discussed that. Thought you was going defensively. Next thing I know, it's a whole nother. You get what I'm right. You're going the complete opposite way. But you're so now you're telling my team what you bring in Jackson Hayes. He's only playing a minute. You go get you. It's like. What are we doing? We let we let LeBron James go out there for thirty eight minutes and play like straight garbage. Mm-hmm. Sit him down. He old. He can use a rest. <laughs> right. It's okay. We wasting. We are wasting these perfect games from AD, um, Terry and Prince. And this is exactly what I said. He's useless if he's not scoring. If he's not making his shots, he is useless. I don't and think he wants to shoot as a three. And that's more. That's more eye popping to me than Cam Reddish not because Cam only got one shot. He can only shoot it if they give him the ball. Right. Torian Prince, you shot that thing. You made nothing in 30 minutes. That's 30, a problem. That's 30 a problem. minutes and you didn't make a single shot. <laughs> you didn't you didn't say, oh, let me change this up and go, let me try to get to the line. Right. Nothing. Or pass the ball. Nothing. You just kept shooting. Um Austin Reeves, great. I, and I, I applaud him because you were the first one who had to deal with the let me go get benched and you played got better. No problem there. Vando, you're just coming back. No problem. I'm not expecting you to score anyway. Right. Now, Christian Wood, this is probably the best game you done had all season. 13 points. <laughs> and I Max did, Christie, 14. But it's, it's – we got to make a move. We got to make a move. Um, the, 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 the shooters aren't shooting. 
it, it is not going to work. Well, all right. So Darvin Ham's been tinkering with the lineup for I don't know for like for how long and everything. So what what has to move? What what has what has to be re you know reiterated or re uh, established, man? Because it's like all right, what are we doing? Because like you said, we took in you know AD got hammered all year long from the very from from game one. Let's just call it what it is. He did, but listen, he's showing up now. It ain't him no more. So, coaching? Uh, I don't want to say coaching because I did see him do a great job last year when we got the right roster put together. I just think what the moves that we made, it sounded great in the offseason. We just got to suck it up that it didn't taste as good when we pulled it out the oven. Right. Like, all the recipe, oh, this recipe sound nice. But when we put it all together... It didn't work. It ain't come out to taste too good. <laughs> so we gotta move on from it. Mm. Um, really, it's, it's it's pieces like Torian Prince, who's getting a lot of play time, but he's giving us a lot of nothing. Mm. It's it's a lot of games where he give us a lot of nothing. Um, I do like the Cam Reddish thing because just what he has proven that he can disrupt on defense. But we just gotta figure out if we gonna if we gonna play him, he gotta get if we gonna start him, he gotta get more than one shot. We can't have him out there running up and down the court for twenty minutes, not getting no touches. It's, it's pointless. And you taking, you remember, you had already said Jackson Hayes. You want to see him in the starting lineup and everything. That still don't seem like it's done happen yet and everything. You know, maybe that's just one of the the, the, the wheels that need to turn. Like try, try to change something. Go go big. Mm-hmm. Go big. We can do it. We can go Jackson Hayes and have AD running the floor. A lot of teams won't be able to guard that because they don't have that type of. They don't have that on their roster. But then I we're so stuck in we got a shooter. We, we got to have somebody. And he ain't shooting. Right. And, all right, so when I look at this stat line, especially when it comes to LeBron James and everything, we went only 12 points in 38 minutes. It sounds it sounds to me, it looks to me, like he's in preservation mode. He don't want to go out there and get hurt and everything too early in the season or whatever, especially when it's been, you know, it's just so early. And so you're not going to get that productivity out of him and everything, but it's up to Darvin Ham to reiterate and reintroduce and to switch his lineup, you know, like it is because, like you said, LeBron is not going to go out there and purposely try to get hurt or anything like that, but he's taking, he's in a position now, he's like, I am out here and I'll be more a facilitator because he ain't doing a whole bunch of, bunch of uh, a basket driving and everything like that. So why won't you just switch it up? I don't think, I don't know how often LeBron has come off the bench. I don't think that's necessarily the move, but he does need to take and Ham need to take and figure this out quick. Yeah, or like I said, thirty-eight minutes on a on a bad game. Right. That we need to see that come down to, to even 35, 33, something like something. Mm-hmm. Take it down some. And in this game, he honestly did. The age showed a little bit. Right. He did look a little tired out there. He didn't look the same. Um, maybe it is catching up to him. Maybe he, he he hasn't rested a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I think he missed what the couple games early on in the season. Came back for the end season tournament. Been playing ever since. Yeah, because you remember at, at the beginning of this whole thing, it was all about a minute restriction type situation. And then he took like, well, in order for us to win, I, I got to come I off this. Do that. Yeah, and everything. But now it looks like it needs to be uh, just for the, taking kind of get longevity on the season. You might need to take and revisit that again. Okay, we'll keep an eye on it. How about this one right here? <clears throat> This game went in overtime. Uh, you take, you had the Sacramento Kings and Orlando Magic. Had already said a situation about the Orlando Magic is not the same Orlando Magic. But I do have a question about this. The Sacramento Kings won this game 138 to 135. Uh, is it kind of now that that youthfulness is showing and they kind of are coming back to the pack? Now, Ventura, he had 43 points and, and Suggs, he had 24. But out of, other than that and everything, uh, it looked to me like you only got like maybe 18 points out of your uh, starting lineup. Yeah, I don't know why Franz only played five minutes. That's that's a big piece for them, uh, not having him out there. Um, it looks like yeah, it looks like they're missing players too. Cole Anthony didn't play. Um, the other Wagner, yeah, just didn't show up. Yeah, it's one of those games where Paolo really didn't have any help as far as scoring wise. Um, and then the Kings are. An established young team as well. They're they're what they were last year. The, the Magic are trying to do this year, right? That that quick turnaround from no playoffs to to top four, top five seed. That's I think the Kings was three last year. So that's what they're you know 
they're trying to mirror that success. Um, so the, the Kings are a little bit ahead of them mm-hmm. as far as we do got De'Aaron. We we got an All Star Sabonis. Uh, I love Keegan Murray out there. Um, you, you know Harrison Barnes has been around for a while now. Is things like that? They're an established team as well. Uh, that's all it is. Um, Malik Monk gave him thirty-seven off the. He's red hot. Is he? Is that a resurgence on his part and everything, or whatever the situation is, man? Because all of a sudden, you know, well, you know, he always have been a shooter. He's been a hot and cold shooter, but he has been a shooter yeah, and everything. He's, that he's he can get it done. Who, uh, tries to get hot, but mm-hmm. um, we seen it last year. Being back with De'Aaron mm-hmm. has put an extra pep in his step. Um, you know, having your buddy there changes a lot. You play you. you it, it kind of takes you back to backyard basketball, just out there getting up shot. It, it's me and my guy. Right, right. Well, you know, the Orlando Magic, they was on a seven or eight game, like, win streak and everything. But like I say, they're only four games above 500 with 19 and 15 now. So I guess uh, the thing about it is, is like the, the youth, like you said, is probably starting to show just a little bit. They didn't have all their pieces, but we can expect good things going forward with that, oh, yeah. right? And they, they still are young, and they're ahead of schedule. They didn't expect. Same thing we was talking about with the Thunder. They ain't expect to be here this fast. Now they they're happy they are. Now can we keep it up? We know what we got. We know what we can do. Let, now let's keep it up for the rest of the season. Stay in this top six area so we don't have to go through a play in. You know things like that. Right. It's a win of a season. Absolutely. Okay. Well, listen. The Bucks took care of the Spurs, one twenty-five to one twenty-one. Now, when you look at this game and everything, Giannis gave him forty-four double double. He had forty-four points uh, with fourteen uh, rips. Uh, uh, Middleton, you know, he's still you know middle of the road with twelve points. Uh, D. Leonard, he took and he had a double double with twenty-five points and uh, ten assists. Uh, when you look at this now, because they're twenty five and ten as a record for the Milwaukee Bucks, it kind of feels like they're kind of gelling a little bit now, man. So you, you you feeling a little bit better about it? Because I had my questions at the beginning of this thing because I don't think that D. Leonard knew what he was playing. Yeah, uh, it, it started to look a lot better. It started to look a lot better. It, it seemed like they figured out something. Um, and it's I, I think it's more leaning towards still running through. Giannis, Dame, um, not pick up scraps, but just accept being the second option. Um, and that's starting to benefit. It looked like Chris Middleton went back into his minute restriction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he went back to his minute restriction uh, game. But this game was amazing. Um, the Giannis-Victor duel was great. Uh, Victor gave Giannis almost everything he can handle. And it was, I'm talking off-ball cuts. Uh, come up, quick cut downs. Like he was running off ball. He hit him with a slant round. <laughs> um, and, and it's and it's coming to. It, Victor's playing now with an attitude. He's playing now with a. Y'all really can't guard me. Y'all really can't. Uh, can't nobody do nothing with me. And then he, and he's adding fuel to the fire. He's finding little things. Uh, he didn't win Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Came out and said, "I'm gonna get what I deserve. I'm right. gonna get what I deserve." There it is, right there. And that's and you know I love that type. And it's you can see it watching him. It's it's something's changed. He ain't the quiet Frenchman no more, man. Right. He's doing behind the back and one dunks and and screaming into the crowd like. And he blocked, he blocked Giannis too, man. You know what I mean? And like you say, when, when you pop that one off the backboard, okay, that's comfortability. You feeling comfortable out there now making it do what it do, man. It's a perfect – what he's capable of, it was a fast break. He went behind the back around Damian Lillard and over Brook Lopez. That's a guard you, – you, you know, you got around the guard and you dunked on their center. <laughs> Love it. At 7-3. <laughs> What are we doing? What are oh we doing? my goodness! And you know we can't we 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 can't forget about the Wimby watch, man. We love the Wimby watch. And he listen, he had twenty seven points this night, man. And he was one rebound from a double double with nine rebounds. Okay, so it, it, so do do you think? Uh, did it's a situation where now maybe the Spurs not, we don't expect them to do too much. Let's not get this thing out of hand. But uh, do, do you are you not enjoying the process and development of Victor Wembanyama? Oh yeah, it's great. And I think Greg Popovich finally sat them down. Uh, he started playing Trey Jones a lot more, a true point guard. Uh, it, it it is it is 
working out in the sense of now Victor can get the ball. <laughs> Which he should have been getting it anyway. But you had you had Dennis Rodman 2.0 point guard. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Absolutely. And I love it. Now check this out. We're gonna round this game off right here, and then we're gonna hit them with the games to watch, baby. Turn on. Listen. Okay, the the Denver Nuggets beat the Golden State Warriors 130 to 127. Your boy Jokic, man, that last second, you know what I mean? It was wonderful to watch. It didn't even look like it was supposed to go in from the time it left his hand. But why is everybody kind of shocked at this and uh, the situation that the Warriors in? they two games below. 500 they are who they record say they are so what what's the what's the the mystery about this whole thing like Steph said uh, it's an identity type situation on maybe who we are who we need to be who we need to become you know what you are you just need to do something about it you guys was up 19 with seven minutes left yeah what are we doing in this game and you guys scored I think six points in the last seven minutes yeah, because listen, Curry's arms get tired. Somebody else needs to step up. It's bad, man. But um, yeah, y'all went to start in Chris Paul. You know? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay. I didn't, have to, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to say anything other than y'all went to start in Chris Paul. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> Y'all got three people now who can't play defense on the court. Right. Clay can't play defense no Never more. has. He can't play. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing, man? Oh, my God. Now, you remember I had told you this, man. I had already told you this. I say, listen, this is going to show. This is going to show what Steve Kerr is about more than the team itself, man. You know, because, listen, he been tinkering with this lineup to himself and everything, but I told you, this ain't what it is. He, he was just, it was a, he was in a great situation, man. Now you got to coach the game. Mm. And it don't look good at all. No, nah, it don't. Uh, it, it just don't. Um, and it, y'all are thin. This team is thin. It's thin. Um, especially once you you got Steph, you got Clay, who's not Clay anymore. He did have a 24-point game this game, shot 40% from three. But those games are few and far apart. Uh, Very inconsistent. Kevin Looney, love him. I don't think you can get away with him as your starting center anymore. It's, it's too many skilled bigs in the game right now. For you guys to just have a rebound merchant who only gave you four rebounds. Mm-hmm. Not going to work it's at not, all. You you got Andrew Wiggins sitting on the bench for Chris Paul. Yeah, I don't understand that, man. You got like 37 points that came off the bench, and, that, and it's a little bit more that drops below that. But, yeah, you got you got all, that amount of points sitting on the bench, and that's, and that's the starting lineup you come with? And I, don't, I just want to know what's the reasoning for starting Chris Paul. What did you think was going to happen? It don't make no sense to me, man. 30 minutes of what? Nine points. Nine points, six assists, four rebounds. You didn't really get nothing different than what you could have got from him in 27 minutes coming off the bench. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You didn't get nothing different other than a defensive liability. So what needs to change? Because we know who's not there, but that's fine. They need to get used to that for a minute. All right. And then we know who Denver, the Denver Nuggets are and everything. Their record speaks for themselves. They are still the defending champions until somebody else do something with that. But what do the Warriors need to do right now, today? Uh, Get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Get on the phone and, and try to find something. Try to find something. Even if it is saying the Chris Paul trade didn't work. Except, and that's the thing, too. Sometimes you just got to accept things for what it is. Right. You just accept it for what it is. Stop trying to turn apple, uh, what's it, vinegar cider into, you know, apple juice. It ain't going to work. <laughs> it ain't going to work. It's past that point. Like, it's, it's over for it. Y'all need to, it didn't work out, man. It's, it's, the, it's the, you burnt the toast, but you're trying to scrape the black stuff off. Mm-hmm. No. Throw it in the trash. Trade Clay Thompson? Um... You know me. I am big on loyalty. Mm-hmm. I am big on loyalty. If the trade makes sense, though. Now, I'm not saying go out there and do it for draft. We passed the trade them for draft. <laughs> We're not going to do them like that. <laughs> we ain't going to do them like that. Right. We ain't going to take, you know, don't trade them for taking a chance. We're not going to do them like that. He did win four for you. 
<laughs> now, but if the trade makes sense, if you can go get a, a, a Zach Levine out there who, you know, you get, now that's, hey, hey. Make it do what it do. I'm sorry, Clay. <laughs> but even, I seen, and this is a, it's a, it's just a spark of a conversation. LeBron James and Steph Curry deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. You know what to fix it? What's that? One of them go to one. Hey, y'all ain't too far from each other now. That is true. One of y'all go down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder what the math is going to make that happen, though, man. You know what I, I mean? Care what you got to do. <laughs> Figure it out. But the only thing about that, and I like the way that sounds, but, man, you can't, can't neither one of these teams afford to dump their whole roster or half their roster For to, re- yeah, to rebuild, leave. man, because you're in worse shape than you are now. Who about to leave? Yeah. But, um, that's all I'm it's just a spark of a conversation. Yeah. Um, two guys who are at the back end of their careers who dominated their era. It, I don't. It's not LeBron or Steph. This is LeBron and Steph era that we we went through. Um, seeing them together, honestly, I don't see how anybody would beat that. Right. It, it'd be too. You'd have too much responsibilities on you. You you, you can't pick and roll with Steph and LeBron. <laughs> but it just seemed like all the great teams, man. With that being said, that um had had good point production again off the bench, man. You got to somebody has had to be willing to play a role. Yeah, um, and that was that was big for us too. In that in that stretch of the season tournament, we had Austin Reeves coming off the bench, who was giving us sixteen to twenty five. Um. Now when you take him and put him back in the starting lineup, that's why I did like the the um when I was first seeing that Jared Vanderbilt, I did it understand I did understand it because mm-hmm. now we have our two best players start. We, we we know what they can do offensively. When we take them out, now we have two guys who can with D'Lo and Austin Reeves on the bench, two guys who can go out there and give us sixteen fourteen. Things like that. Right. But when the starting lineup isn't scoring, it doesn't matter who's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. When you guys, when you have guys out there for 30 minutes and giving you zero, it, it, it don't matter. Right, right, right. Quit, quit looking away from the mirror, straighten up your tie, and make an adjustment. Get to work, man. Okay. Listen, these are the games to watch, baby, and I want you to kind of tell me how you feel about them. Toroy, listen, you got the Hawks and the Pacers, so you're going to have Ice Trey against Tyrese Halliburton, who's been playing out of his mind. How you feel about that matchup, man? Who might come out on top? Um, I think the Hawks, uh, they keep this win streak going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be – I think Ice Trey has a, a, a big game. Um, You're dropping in the lane, baby. Yeah, I think, they, I think he has a game. And it, they don't play defense. <laughs> the Pacers don't play defense at all. <laughs> I would just call it what it is, man. They, they, they just want the ball in their head. Right. <laughs> I'm not guarding nothing. Can I get my shots? I'm not guarding nothing. <laughs> Guard my Gatorade. Yeah, like, what? Uh so I do think the Hawks come out here with a win. I think we get a big game from Trey. Um, I do like Tyrese Halliburton though, but they just got to they got to play. They got to figure out how to play some defense. Right, that's all. They got to figure out how to play some. You can't just go out there and put up 150 every game. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. Cause somebody ain't put up 151 because you didn't play no defense on that last no possession. <laughs> and that, that, y'all do be scoring. Y'all yeah. be scoring. Oh yeah, they do. But y'all be all, the games be close though. <laughs> They be close. Yeah, they do, man. They do. 142 to 130. 122, 113. 140, 126. <laughs> oh, man. So so you do got you do got the, 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 the Atlanta Hawks winning this time. I do got them walking out of the way. Okay, all right. That'll work. That'll work. Listen, how about this, Ray? You take it. You have the Jazz and then you have the Celtics. Don't forget who the Celtics are. You remember, man, they beast in the East. They beast in the East. Uh, playing against the Utah Jazz and Clarkson and them boys and everything, whatever. So, uh, like you said, as long as they're burning on all cylinders, man, it's, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, this this game is a foregone conclusion. I got you. Now, how about this one? You got the Thunder and the Nets, OKC, OK, against the Nets. Uh, how big of a game from SGA? Uh, I think we get a 27-12 game from Okay. 
All right, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Now listen, now uh, this game right here, you got the Clippers and the Pelicans. Okay, we know who the Clippers are, what they're doing in their roster. Uh, how how big of a situation do you feel it needs to be with Zion? What kind of game he need to have? Uh, B Ingram, what kind of game he need to have? And then what you got? CJ McCollum mound in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that big three gonna have to be three. Yeah. Uh, so what what who you uh, got winning this game between the Clippers and the Pelicans? Turn on. Just the way the Clippers is clicking right now, mm-hmm. I don't think they got the firepower to match up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for the Pelicans to win, they're going to need a, a, a B.I. performance in Zion right up underneath. I'm talking 28 and 22 from them two guys. And CJ's going to have to do CJ. Yeah, I got you. And I'm very interested in this game for the simple fact I need to know how Zion is going to continue to respond. That's very important on where this team goes and even his future as a, a New Orleans Pelican. Oh, yeah, because they've kind of freed themselves of the shackles of mm-hmm. we got to keep Mm-hmm. You didn't do what you – it would have been easy for you to get the weight down, keep your weight, and they had to pay. You know, guaranteed you. Can't go Force nowhere. their hand. Can't go nowhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? All the chips is in your table. Like, you, you know, you control it now. The world is in your hand. <laughs> Instead, you gave it to them for free. It sure did, man. Sure did. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that, though. Hey, listen, how about this? The Heat and the Suns, okay? You got them hard blue-collar workers in Miami. Not sure when not KD is going to be on rest again tonight. But you got the Heat and the Suns, man. I think that the Suns uh, probably need this more than the Heat do. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler's out for them, so there you have it right there. Mm-hmm. I don't care if KD plays or not. What about JJJ? Man, he been, oh, I love him. Yeah, but he been, he been hey, now they done won without Jimmy before now. Yeah, you, you don't, but you don't think they'll get over the hill with, 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 on this one? Not against this team. Okay. Not against this team. You... And especially, we seen D-Book last night only miss four shots, and he's accepting that point guard role. Um, y'all play bowl, bowl. Then <laughs> 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 you, Bradley Bill is still, now he's inefficient right now because, you know, basketball legs is a real thing. You got to get them back right. Uh, but he's still giving you 20, and he's still going to demand respect. Like, you're going to have to guard me. Um, and that just opens up a lot. And without Jimmy, they the way that the Heat do it is complete team, full up and down the roster. They're gonna have to need that again. I'm yeah. talking six, seven players with 15 plus to win this one. Because I think that they come out and they do. D. Book and Bradley Bill, they do what they do. Right. They're going to have their way this game. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, if Bradley Bill uh, end up getting his legs back, which it looks like he's heading in the direction and everything, they're going to be definitely a team to contend with. Yeah. All right, now, uh, now this near-dear uh, game uh, close to your heart, uh, what do the Lakers need to do to go ahead and take care of the Grizz? Because the Grizz is not a really good team right now, but uh, they have uh, lost to uh, fewer opponents. Yeah. So what do the Lakers need to do? First, give me a starting lineup. And then what the Lakers need to do to get this win against the Grizz tonight? Well, I don't even know. Everybody's a game-time decision. Man, come on. D'Angelo, game-time decision. Mm. Ron James, game-time decision. Mm. Anthony Davis, game-time decision. Mm. And Rui Hachimura is already confirmed out. <laughs> So you asked me to give you a starting lineup. I don't even know who's going to be on the bench. I don't even know who's going to dress up today. Um, My goodness, boy. Ideally, <laughs> ideally, I would say we go Officer Reeves, Cam, LeBron, AD, and throw Jackson Hayes out there for a chance because Terry Prince ain't doing nothing. Right. Come on now. The proof is in the pudding. Give us a chance. To I, you have to be able to see the stat sheet at the end of these games, man, to know, hey, something. When you're doing the interview, when they all come in they all start asking questions, it's right there. <laughs> That's what they be looking for. What did at. you do tonight? Nothing. They, uh, <laughs> I was uh, out there, though. <laughs> cardio. What you working on at the Cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, how about this game right here, wrapping this whole thing up for him? Raptors and the Kings, okay? Now, you know, we got R.J. Barrett out there quickly coming into his zone. Look like he's getting more minutes, which is what he was wanting from the beginning. Pascal Siakam, he's like, hey, I'm still here, okay? And then, like you say, you know what the Kings have been able to do here lately. Raptors. 
Kings. I didn't know De'Aaron was averaging 29. Man, he's red smoking hot. And it's like when he... He was he was good his mm. first couple of years, but mm. it was mainly he just bad. I think it's when he cut his hair. When he cut that 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 hair. Yeah, I think it's when he cut his when he cut his hair. He got turned up. That boy turned up. <laughs> and Gilbert Arena said if they got waves in the NBA, they not him. <laughs> <laughs> Which when you think about it. Uh-huh. It makes sense. Yeah, there you go. When you think about the the <laughs> players who got the nice waves, and it's only one. Yeah, it's only one, and, and that's Jason Tatum. <laughs> he he doing pretty good. Yeah, he doing pretty. He doing the, he doing the same. That's all the one. That's all the pretty boy I call him. Right, Jordan Poole. We see what happened to him. It didn't work when the girls don't show up to the game. <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work. So what about this Raptors King man? Who you got uh, winning this thing and, and knocking Kings, it down? I got the Kings. Uh, Winning this one just because they're ahead, and you know that getting a new team together, it, it, it's growing pain. Honeymoon, honeymoon phases. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know you got y'all little two wins early <laughs> on. There you go. It's about time we we somebody back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> y'all ain't fix everything. <laughs> y'all ain't fix everything. <laughs> I got you, man. That's cool. That's cool. I love it. Y'all be sure to take and watch these games, man, and everything, because once they be in play, you know what we do. We report on it. Hey, listen. Hope you enjoyed the show. We did. We would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on our next episode of Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. Please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. And yeah. don't worry about when. Just know your win is coming. Absolutely. We'll see y'all next episode. Don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs>